Hello, welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government and the town of Shrewsbury. Today's podcast episode, we're going to review fiscal year 23, take a look back at all the accomplishments across the various town departments, and set our sights on fiscal year 24, which will begin um, actually at the start of our next episode. I'm Kevin Mizikar, Town Manager of the Town of Shrewsbury, and as always, I'm joined by Communications Coordinator Taylor Galusha. How's it going, Taylor? Good. It's... I feel like we've had a gap a little bit, but now we're back in it and ready to go again. That's right. I, the last time we talked, we were, I don't know, it was right before I went to Texas, and now I've gone to Texas, and now I'm back How was Massachusetts. Texas? Was everything bigger in Texas? Everything was bigger in Texas. That's good. That's what they um, say, so they didn't... The highways, bigger. <laughs> the speed limits, bigger. The storm clouds, bigger. No, it was fun. Um, Yep, went for my sister's friend's wedding, and we went to Top Golf. We went out on a boat, got a nice sunburn. <laughs> now, nice. now I'm back. So back to New England. Good sunburn's not good, but yeah. I put sunscreen on. At least I had it on my face. That's good. Got one area. Yep, it's <laughs> fine. Not the red lobster. Yeah. What else is going on? I just finished my. What, now we're like six years into moving every year, and hopefully this is the last oh. move. And I know that my dad listens to every episode, so I'll say thank you again. Everyone At least this place those. had an elevator. I don't know what to tell you. Everyone but, has those six years. Yep, we're done. Hopefully, yep. not going. No more moving for a little while. Yeah. So I'll set up. That's good. Back. Congratulations. Back in yep. Texas is checked off the list and moving is checked off. Now yeah. summer can be. Now it's summer. Now summer fun is here for us. It's good. What do you got going on? Uh, I kind of feel like things have been going in cycles with the kids. So Alexa had some big accomplishments since we were here last. She got a driver's license. Yes. She got a job. <laughs> and uh, so that's good. Very proud of her for that endeavor, which is not as easy as everyone says. People make it seem like you can trip over a job no matter where you walk. Wow. It's a little tougher than that. Um, so I'm really happy she got that. And we were able to attend uh, an honors uh, school academic honors ceremony for her last week as well. So it was an Alexa oriented week. So yeah. it was three big ones. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and a lot of hard work into those academic honors. So I'm proud of her for that, of course. Uh, then since she's you know going to be a junior next year they've been attending a lot of uh, graduation parties and uh, kind of our closest friends in Sturbridge um, their oldest son Dan was graduating so uh, congratulations to Dan O'Neill on making it through high school and he's going to Merrimack in the fall so oh that's yeah. awesome so, um, yeah so, he needs to know anyone let me know right. I know everybody yeah <laughs> So we're proud of him for that and all his hard work and just a big congratulations to all the graduates out there, um, especially the Shrewsbury High folks. Um, so we're proud of all their accomplishments. And then I'll just wrap up. We had a good spring Massachusetts Municipal Management Association conference um, the week after Memorial Day. Uh, there's over 100 managers slash assistant managers there, which is probably the largest event maybe ever but definitely in recent history so 
Um, a lot of good learning. We had a <clears throat> Harvard professor there talking. Her segment was, or her seminar was on managing yourself and leading others. So just kind of a good inspirational professional development opportunity there over the course of a day and a half. So uh, that was always good to get to and network and meet new people and connect with other managers from across the state. So definitely all good. But we've got a ton of stuff going on in the shrew. Yeah, so we do. Let's talk about what's up in the shrew. So um, what do you got? Talked about some, or we've been leading some public outreach on a number of campaigns. Yep. I know there's some internal things going on in our office with regards to that. So why don't we talk yeah. about Stay so, Connected? Yeah, so the Stay Connected Shrewsbury webpage is up on our website under residents, which is called Stay Connected Shrewsbury. And it's like an information hub for residents to learn about what's going on in the next two weeks um, in Shrewsbury. Uh, meetings for boards and committees, different events, different public um, engagement and feedback opportunities, um, all there and I update it once a week. Um, so as new stuff pops up in the calendar, I drop it in there just to kind of more convenient spot for everyone to find um, just a general overview of what's going on. So that's great. pretty proud of that one. Hopefully people find it helpful. Um, there's also a link to sign up for, hopefully you can start up like an email list to send it directly to people too. Good. Um, so that's been the preference that people have uh, communicated through that uh, select board office hours survey, so. Awesome. Yeah. We have the All in Shrewsbury survey that for the climate action plan that's wrapping up at the end of June. Um, People can still fill it out at shrewsburyma.gov slash all in Shrewsbury. And the multimodal study survey wrapped up at the end of May and the survey got over 500 responses. Right. So um, it was really well received, which is exciting. Um, and then you probably have some updates on the emergency shelter in town as well. Right, for the last, uh, what is it, three weeks almost mm -hmm. at this point, uh, we were first advised or made aware of an emergency shelter that was being set up in the town of Shrewsbury. We were contacted by the State uh, Department of Housing and Community Development. So first and foremost, the state's been very open uh, and communicated a lot with us and they are working on managing and supporting at this point about 48 families that are residing in that temporary shelter location within Shrewsbury. Uh, the town has uh, a limited uh, formal role and responsibility when it comes to it. It's, it's the state shelter. Yep. Um, so they cite those shelters as they see the need throughout the Commonwealth. And we're one of, this is one of, I think, 66 shelters that are currently open and operating across the state. And um, we have been supporting, especially the families with school-aged children and uh, the Shrewsbury Public Schools has been doing everything to support them. That really provides a dual benefit, not only for the individual children who um, get an education, maybe in some instances, it's their first opportunity to have a formal a public education setting, but also provides you know a little relief to the families during the daytime as they can then work better with the state to find permanent housing. Mm -hmm. um, we're not exactly sure how long the folks will be in the community, but um, probably be um, 
months, you know, not years, but you know, we're working with the state to provide support. So informally, we've set up a cash donation, monetary donation option under the town's website and just really um, grateful, thankful, surprised in a good way for the outpouring of donations that residents have provided yeah. to the town. There's two drop boxes located at the front of town hall that are marked for that. Um, not only the quantity, but the quality of items that have been um, donated for these uh, families in need. And when I say quality, it's not just the type of product, but folks are only providing what we've asked them to provide or given them the opportunity. So that's really helpful because one, it meets the greatest need and two means that there's no waste. Right. So that's really, it's really good. So thanks to all the residents uh, who've reached out one way or another. And, you know, that includes those residents that have had concerns, you know, why is the town doing this? What are we paying for? What are we not paying for? As I said, we have a very limited role. We're more in a information gathering and coordinating. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not expending, you know, taxpayer resources. Those uh, costs mainly within the school system are being reimbursed or enhanced uh, reimbursements and funding uh, through the state. So uh, obviously some folks uh, have expressed concerns and questions and we've tried to answer those the best that we could. And, um, keep things moving forward for these folks in need. So we'll continue to do that. But yeah, it's been a, a kind of major effort, you yeah. know, that's been going on within the community with a little bit of town support. Yeah. We had like a eight and nine year old, maybe seven and eight year old stop by the office with, um, his, they did chores for their grandmother mm. and she wrote out checks for them oh, to nice. donate money so they donated that's really nice yeah a little their chore money which is sweet and thoughtful yeah, very thoughtful um kind of just nice to see the community come together to support absolutely so we've had um food trucks and kind of good community events but we were mm -hmm. also recognized recently through an application i know you've worked on uh for the town so uh tell us about the tree city event yeah, so uh, myself and Nick Repetka, the highway division manager, went out um, to Greenfield, Massachusetts uh, on Tuesday for the Tree City USA like award ceremony conference. We um, got some updates from the state on like new like threats to tree species in town or not in town in the state and kind of what um, they're anticipating they can do and account for so that was interesting we got our street signs that say we're a tree city which is exciting yeah. um it was nice to see all those pieces come together after uh 2021 town meeting um to get that bylaw done right. and together so a little over was, a year yeah it all it comes full pretty circle. quick got the signs That's tried the our best thing, right? yeah we got the signs that's good um we also have some good news with business businesses in town, yeah. licenses for food and yeah. whatnot too. Yeah, so uh, we know we issued a press release a couple weeks ago, a week we ago know. about a bunch of new restaurants coming into town. And then really these things are interesting to me. They all seem to pop up. So, you know, what was it, 18 months ago or so, we were looking at a lot of residential development interest mm -hmm. in the community. Not much of that has come to fruition. So hopefully contrary to that, uh, we do have a lot of 
activity right now and a lot of interest from some pretty significant businesses within the community. So I actually had the pleasure this morning to lead a, a group of town staff along with Select Board Chair Beth Cassavant uh, to greet a um, business who's interested in a significant amount of space at Centec North. So oh, the wow. land that the town used to own and then sold to Northbridge developers. So that's a really exciting opportunity kind of in the high tech field. Mm -hmm. um, so we got to meet with some business representatives. It's actually a foreign company. So um, it'd be a, a huge asset to the community and hopefully we did a good job selling ourselves. And, um, you know, we had representatives from a number of different town departments to, you know, welcome them to the community and show them how we can be competitive both financially and otherwise to help support their business. And then um, we have a larger potential opportunity uh, that would come to fruition if GFI Partners continues their development efforts in the northeast corner where Worcester yep. Sand and Stone is. So that one's a little less, maybe a little longer horizon to bring to fruition. And um, I'll just say there's something bubbling in the town center, and I'm not talking about one through seven Maple Avenue, but uh, there's some interest in some other types of renewal or development in the town center that I'm really excited about that I've been working with the um, town center association folks with informally, keeping them in the loop and some interested investors. So I feel like, I really feel like right now we're firing on all cylinders. We have some residential development interest. We have growing uh, economic business development interest. So there's a lot going on, a lot for everyone to manage, but it's exciting and um, it's part of um, the good things happening in Shrewsbury. So um, I think this will be fun to see over the next year how they play out. Yeah. And um, as we're going to kind of take a look back on fiscal year 23 um, throughout the, the balance of this episode and then get back into some more regular programming as we move through <laughs> the summer months and into the fall. So time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. That's right. <laughs> so, of course, we've talked about it a lot here. Fiscal years for us run from July 1 through June 30. Mm -hmm. So we're coming up on the second New Year celebration of, of the year for us. Um, and we're going to dive in on a month-by-month -month basis, talk about some highlights, talk about where projects stand um, and how they've progressed over the course of the year. So that takes us way back. We'll throw it back to July of 2023. Wow. Wait, that, so July 2023, we officially had an HR, or 2022, we officially had an HR right, department. 2022, we can't throw it <laughs> You back. confused That's me right. for a Sorry, second. That was my fault. Fiscal year 23, <laughs> July 22, yeah. Establish an HR department for the first time within the town. It's hard to believe. It's one of the most surprising things uh, for me when I got here. I, I can't say that I dove deep in to see what the HR department was like. Good thing I didn't because it didn't exist before right. <laughs> uh, July of 2022. But, um, you know, we have over 300 employees when you consider part-time and full-time. And we have departments, you know, single departments, excluding the schools that have, you know, over 80 employees. So having a centralized HR function with an HR director and appropriate support staff is long overdue. That was set up um, in July of 2022. We also created the fleet management division at that time, which really separates out kind of this legacy model in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is because the highway division used to have the most vehicles. Yeah. 
They also manage the fleet of all vehicles for all town departments, but we're a community with nearly 200 registered vehicles and trailers. And um, so we separate it out for efficiency uh, purposes of fleet management starting last July. And um, that's exciting as well. Joel yeah. Kimball and his crew is really uh, doing a good job and getting their feet under them as a standalone division and serving the rest of their colleagues across the other departments. Yeah, they've really rounded out that their little core team. So that's right. be exciting to see what improvements and efficiencies they can do for the next year or so. We also issued the Climate Action Plan RFP that's right. in July too, right. um, which that was, now we're at the tail end of yeah, it, which is crazy. Wrapping up or the in the survey. middle of it. Yeah, yeah, wrapping up the survey and moving into the actual development of that. So that's what 12 months of work gets in that department, the hiring of a consultant and all those other things. Mm -hmm. And we'll throw it back to August of 2022 as we move forward through fiscal year 23. <laughs> and um, a lot of interesting things happened in, in August and a nod to the select board for um, really working through over the prior months leading up to August of 2022 uh, in diversity, equity, inclusion uh, and belonging areas and and striking and approving a commitment statement and establishing a DEIB committee. So that happened last August and something else. We had happened. our first planning meeting for the town manager download. That's right. And it was like, hey, what about a podcast? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then we did it. Yeah. So we planned it out. So now we sit here and talk to each other. <laughs> for like an hour every other Monday. That's right. No, that's great. Yeah, it was so we Small actually went pretty rapidly on this until we, we kicked off the first episodes and, and launched in January. So, yep, first planning for town manager download. And then our kind of other major standalone initiative was kicked off. Uh, the town center multimodal RFP was issued mm -hmm. in August, and that project is moving along very well. I know you right. were at a public engagement session at food trucks yeah. a couple weeks ago for that initiative. So uh, that project is well underway and that got started um, last August as well, which of course- September. Yeah. So the fall. Yeah, started into the fall and um, we of course had the state primary mm -hmm. and um, the CPC started their initiatives, their application process for uh, the funding for projects that actually were funded at town meeting. So again, there's the beginning September of that process May. in September. A lot of diligent effort through that volunteer committee. And then we got the Route 20 improvement. That's right. Project as well. Yeah. So Congressman McGovern, um, with strong advocacy for then Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito and Representative Kane and Senator Moore, uh, all worked together. Um, and the congressman was able to secure $15 million in federal funding for um, the design and construction work for improvements to Route 20 from South Street to the Northboro Line. And that's a, a major project that we will be talking about for years because it's still a few years out from construction actually starting. So major project, a lot of land to consider, a lot of mm -hmm. standards to review. So that's an exciting project from last September. We jump into October, 
we had the appointment of the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Committee, um, formally getting the members appointed through a month-long application process, which was exciting. Um, special town meeting happened in October, and then we started kind of the formal planning of like the Shrewsbury Way, or no, this is different. Shrewsbury Way Leadership Academy for staff began. Right, so the Leadership Academy is, was, is a 16 session long um, program that's targeted for upper management development. Mm -hmm. And in the initial course, all exists, all sitting department heads and assistant department heads participated in um, well, some assistant department has participated in the Leadership Academy. So it was a dual role. So we kind of audited the curriculum that was used by uh, the instructor and took the course collectively, which is really good to get us all on the same page and, and work through materials together. And then we're gonna use this going forward into, into the future, maybe once a year, maybe twice a year for those interested in, and emerging into the management field and then also for all new uh, department heads and assistant department heads that join the town, they'll go through this. So it's really uh, training and onboarding, yeah. a kind of a dual purpose um, so that we can act more cohesively as a management level team. And then in November, we had the regular regular election, not a primary. That's right. But yep. the clerks, the huge effort yep, um, on their part, uh, putting that on for the community and then we start the long-range financial forecasting to get us here to that's right. the next fiscal year that is right yep <laughs> so that feels like it's just around the corner again but yep so that kicks off the really initial phase of the budget process at that point so but then it's not long and we moved into december of 2022 halfway through the fiscal year at this point mm-hmm and um, major focus of that month came through the select board with uh, ARPA and what we called the phase two funding plan, which ultimately was approved during that month, but we, month, but we had some community feedback at the senior center. Um, it was modestly attended, but we got some good feedback from yeah. folks. We had all department heads there who was responsible for any programs or projects that were considered for funding. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a good community engagement event that we put on that evening at the Senior Center. We did like an ad hoc um, feedback stand in the lobby of the town hall the week after, like the week leading up to the um, closure of the community feedback. So people that were walking by could see what was already provided and add sticky notes on while they were already doing business in town hall, which right. was a fun idea. So then once we had that community feedback, um, made some minor tweaks to the plan and the select board approved that. And um, I don't think that, so the last thing that comes to mind in December is the presentation of the ADA self-evaluation and transition plan. Um, they came to a select board meeting. That was a major initiative that started the year prior. It took us about a year to get to. Mm -hmm. We got a state grant for all but $5,000, and I think it was about a $95,000 initiative. And it really puts a plan in place for us to address accessibility needs across all facets of town properties, you know, yeah. physical spaces, buildings, 
and um, it's a major initiative that will allow us to have a more efficient and effective way to address these things throughout the community. So it's kind of long overdue, um, but we look forward to tackling these projects that have been identified and updating the plan and set new priorities as we work through them. So, and some of the ARPA funding, of course, went, went to, to that. Those. Yep. Right. And then we went, got to the normal, normal new year, so January 2023, and we did Basically, as soon as 2023 hit, we were like ground running. I mean, we did a lot in 2022, but when I was putting our list together, I was yep. like, oh my gosh, we did a lot in 2023 so far. Yeah, that, um, I think probably the the biggest event, I think from our perspective was the DEIB committee held their first meeting. Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun. You and I were both there, select board chair Cassavant uh, was there and we got that group up and running. Taylor, you've continued to support them at all their meetings and the initiatives that they've worked on, but that was a, um, a noteworthy event and we're proud of that group for the work that they've been doing. Um, but there's a couple, I mean, plenty of other things in this list, um, but we will not shy from cheering for the accomplishment that the 2030 strategic plan <laughs> was actually adopted by the board that evening. We talked about it so much in the lead up to that, and it's why we're here doing this, trying to increase community engagement, public outreach, um, sharing what it is that we do. So um, the, the 2030 plan was, a, was adopted that evening, and then um, we've been off and running even a little bit before that as we started to build this budget process and look forward to the upcoming fiscal year. We, um, Gosha up in DPW, she's the solid waste program manager. She issued that yard waste program survey that we kind of got to see come to fruition later on in the spring of 2023 as well. Um, they collected feedback for that month um, and I think it's been put to good use. <laughs> yeah. From an economic development standpoint, we got to welcome Market Basket in their opening uh, in the community. We got to take a tour and the, and the store opened. Um, and I think um, kind of looking forward, the select board also voted to recommend uh, the tax title foreclosure process begins on 15 Maple Avenue and the treasurer collector has since implemented that. So we're in that process now, but that's another exciting thing that we'll see come to fruition in the town center along with those other bubbling things that we talked about earlier in the episode and we have mbta zoning that was presented to the board and an action plan that they developed that all communities are working through right now so january certainly was a, a busy month and um, it hasn't really slowed down as you said as especially when we moved into february um, so what happened yeah. then? <laughs> it's a good story. Yep. Um, the clerk was able to get their new voting machines approved, which is only, I believe, two state contractors. So we had the other one, and now we have this one. Um, and that was exciting for that office. It was obtained through funding that um, Senator Moore and Representative Kane advocated for um, at the state level, which we're thankful for that. Um, the DPW team and planning and economic development team um, began their complete streets application for North Quinsigamond Avenue, which is just like a sidewalk improvement, bike lane improvement um, along that strip, just to make it a little bit safer um, for 
multimodal transportation in that area, which is exciting. And um, another aspect of community engagement that occurred through in February, um, building on the prior months was town meeting public forum that uh, select board member Teresa Flynn really um, was kind of spearheading behind the scenes. So we had an information session at the senior center, great attendance. Um, we had, you know, sitting town meeting members there and former town meeting members there and former select board members there all talking about their, the ability for folks to get involved through these elected positions of, on our legislative body, which is town meeting. And that, that was an exciting proactive event to uh, answer questions and yeah. welcome people who are interested in getting involved in the community at, a, at the next level, which town meeting is always a great place to immerse yourself into what happens within the town. You get to approve the budget, you get to review the Warren articles and vote on them, and there's 240 of those seats available throughout the community, so it's a great way to um, participate. In March, we had their first like few meetings for the cable TV franchise agreement renewal with Selco. Um, that was later approved in April, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. And then March actually. Was it? Oh, it was the end later of March. Later in the month of March. Yep. Mon <laughs> month of March. March. Yep. Um, continued work on the North Quinsigamon Avenue Complete Streets project. They had input sessions um, on the design and whatnot for the proposal, planning again with more input sessions for the parking requirements update. So that's more to limit the amount of pavement space being taken up and try to strike a balance between um, preserving green space and parking lots and not overusing or over paving more than we need to. We stayed green in March, right? We, yep. we were actually designated as a tree city that mm -hmm. we finally got to get the street signs for yep. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then um, I think finally, you know, a business-oriented initiative, we used ARPA funds, oh no, excuse me, state grant funds uh, to offer a, a facade improvement uh, grant program for businesses who are interested in making uh, investments in their buildings within the town center. And it's really a win-win situation. These type of grants are offered in a lot of communities across yeah. the country. And uh, the local government provides some type of matching grant for an investment in the building. And it, it it's an, really a vestment in the town center because those improvements are capital in nature and they stay with the building no matter who occupies the space. And it really infuses uh, capital improvement dollars into the community and, and jump starts, you know, uh, building yeah. renovations and building stock uh, maintenance and support. So it's a, it's a great win-win initiative that we closed out March with. And then we made it to April somehow and we went through the water rate process or started it. Um, that was closed out at town meeting with the approval of the borrowing. Um, new approach with water rates that we talked about a few few episodes ago, I think, a little bit. Um, the select board formally established the Public Trails Committee, um, which people can apply for and join. Um, they also adopted a open space acquisition policy, um, which was a 
another step in that strategic yeah, that's strategic funny. area. That's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. You know, throughout all these months, you see all the seeds of the strategic plan really coming uh, to play. And, and these two initiatives, the Trails Committee and the Open Space Acquisition Policy, definitely are a direct result of new initiatives that were brought forth throughout the public feedback sessions of the strategic plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're taking action on them uh, right away in, in April. And um, I guess, you know, another citizen-led initiative that uh, we got to witness throughout the course of the year, we talked a little bit about when we reviewed September, but now in April, the CPC public hearing process occurred on those applications. Uh, or as they wrapped up their prior applications, they sought more in input on outdoor recreation and open space protection, historic preservation needs that our residents want uh, within the community. So again, a lot of public outreach and uh, that citizen-led initiative. And we continue to gather feedback right up to the, the yeah. final days before town meeting on a proposed changes to uh, the expansion of the cemetery project in Prospect Park and um, given the, the limited space that we have left over in Mountain View. So um, April wrapped up with the start of the new yard waste program that was directly based off of the feedback that um, we received in January. So right. That was a nice, fun, quick turnaround. Yeah, that's a pretty short cycle for us, right? We never say that we undertake things at lightning pace within our local government, but when we need to, we do, right? So we, as you mentioned, uh, Gosha Stolarska, she uh, put a public survey together along with Keith Baldinger in January. We surveyed the residents. We knew we were failing, honestly, in this business area and collecting yard waste. We got some really good feedback, shaped the program up, went out to bid, and started a new program in April. So that's a pretty quick turnaround yeah. time for us. We can do it you know, when we need to and need to be responsive to the citizens. And that program has worked out really well. We've had, I wanna say at least five weeks of curbside collections. They've all brought in double digit tons of materials that we were able to collect from the curbside. Uh, so that means the service demand was there and we got that kicked off in April and moved our way into town meeting month. and with a whole bunch of other things uh, as well in May. May mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> um, both those surveys that we've talked about with the climate action plan and the multimodal study um, were going on with stakeholder meetings and various different community engagement um, opportunities. Um, we had the annual town election where we saw um, a new select board member elected, Carlos Garcia um, and Beth Casavant was reelected. We had some new, a new school committee member was elected, That's as right. well as new library board of trustees, right. new town meeting members. Right. Um, it was awesome kind of seeing all the involvement across the board. Absolutely. We had it updated the annual report, um, had the annual town meeting, really successful. We talked about uh, on the previous episode. Um, got the feedback from that elected legislative body. And I think maybe the most interesting thing for me this month is, you know, talk about strategic plan and uh, the board being responsive. When we did the 2021 override, there was a lot of feedback um, and residents asked the select board to find new ways to provide tax incentives to mm -hmm. those who need some type of financial consideration within the community. So in May of 2023, um, 
the assessor's department, Ruth Anderson, led the first Standing with Shrewsbury uh, Tax Relief Committee meeting, which uh, we've received donations throughout the course of the year, and we'll continue to receive those through the, uh, you can uh, check the box in our tax bill, uh, receive those donations, and now distribute to them to those who need financial assistance with their tax bill in the community. So it's a great community-oriented, community-led initiative that the select board was responsible uh, to the, the citizens on as we went through that 2021 override process. So that uh, hit the ground in May. And now we're here, June. We are back to the present month. We're back. <laughs> Current events, mostly. Yeah, so we'll close out the fiscal year, of course. Uh, June is the end of, of our fiscal year, so there's a lot of finance and administration and accounting procedures that will happen this month. Um, there's probably some other more exciting things to talk about. And, you know, obviously the outside community events uh, yeah. really get up in earnest in, in June. Yeah, Farmer's Market will be the first town of Shrewsbury Farmer's Market, thanks to the work of Miss E. Hollenbach for all the work she did kind of getting us um, to this point and now we have a farmer's market manager um, running it, and that'll be exciting to kick that off, actually, while we're recording it this week. Um, and the food truck Thursdays were back starting in May. So mm -hmm. all the fun summer activities for right. Shrewsbury. And, you know, kind of close the door on one chapter, the former police station finally uh, has come down and there's ongoing site work that continues and that space will transform into uh, a, a public grove with picnic tables and trees and the front of the town hall, which is, um, you know, warmly known as the Sacred Acre, will be merged together and be a larger green space. Sacred uh, Acre and a half? Yeah, something like that. Um, that will be put into place uh, parking um, will be redeveloped on the site and there'll be some repaving as we uh, wrap up this month and, and head into the next fiscal year. Um, we continue to work on, um, continue to refine our affordable housing trust and there's a community forum coming up later this week on mm -hmm. what we should prioritize and how we think about affordable housing. And then I think the final thing to look forward to um, is the public meeting, I don't think this happened yet, on uh, the draft parking regulations uh, through the MVP grant program that you talked about kicking off earlier in the calendar year. So um, I see a lot of themes. We talked yeah. about them as we went through the month, uh, community strategic plan, community engagement, strategic plan oriented actions that we put into fruition throughout the course of the year. It's really good to look back on these things and see those patterns. Mm -hmm. And I think if we don't take the opportunity to pause and list these things out and talk about them, they kind of just get lost in the mix. So yeah. I, like I said, when I was going through the, like I went through the calendar, I went through like select board announcements, went through my notes. I was like, oh my gosh, like you forget how much you do in a 12 month period, but. Right. Yeah, um, and that's led to surveys and community information sessions and election forums and, um, the CPC public application process, the Shrewsbury Way Leadership Academy, which will, under the Shrewsbury Way umbrella, will evolve into a resident academy. So a lot of seeds, a lot of, of growth within the work that we do in supporting the residents. And it's been a, a really successful year, fiscal year 23, and um, we'll just continue to 
build the list and execute the strategic plan and continue to expect very high, high outcomes from, from staff. Um, it's why we're a performance-oriented, uh, performance-based organization, because we can line up the work of staff based upon the community feedback and input that we receive through the strategic plan, and those two things are directly aligned, and it brings the results like we've had in fiscal year 23, which is really exciting to see. And I'm really grateful for all the work. It's easy for us to sit here and recap it yeah. in 40 minutes, but you know, thousands of hours of work collectively into, into these efforts throughout the course of the year that um, are all in support of the residents of Shrewsbury. They have a lot to look forward to in FY24. That's right. So it'll be a new fiscal year for us when we come back uh, to the next episode, which will be episode 18 already. So we're kind of closing volume one of the Tom Andrew download with 16 episodes. We'll move into season two. Um, I was going to bring confetti, but then I was going to feel bad for Mark. I was like, you have a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> So um, we hope to have some more resident engagement. We received some resident engagement uh, questions, emails. You can email us at tmdownloadatshrewsburyma.gov if you're interested. Um, submit questions to us. Tell us who you'd like to have for guests, what other program ideas that we can have. We will resume guests. Yes. People can stop Next listening episode. to us yeah. um, for these past few episodes, which will be exciting. Um, send us your questions. We really appreciate everyone taking the opportunity to listen to the episodes in the first year. The, the podcast has been well received um, and we're grateful for all the time you've taken listening to us. So until the next episode, I'd like to thank you for uh, listening. I'm town manager Kevin Mizikar on behalf of Taylor Galusha. Take care. <laughs>